Hello, and welcome to Music Business on the Record. Today we are diving into what an engineer is, what engineers do in the studio, how they can be helpful, how they could not be helpful, what their role is specifically in the studio with mixing, with mastering, and how everything comes into play in the music industry. So let's dive in. The engineer's role is to run the equipment in a recording studio. So the main benefit of an engineer being in a studio, like an in-house engineer, is that they would be familiar with the equipment that they're using. There are many ways that an engineer can help or hurt your session. We will dive into that a little bit later, but for now, we know that he is in charge of all the equipment in the studio. He decides which pieces of equipment would work. He puts in the type of microphone, the placement of the microphones, the placement of the musicians, the setting of musicians' personal equipment, as well as connections and settings of all studio equipment. And the interesting thing is that if the engineer recommends something and the producer doesn't want it that certain way, well, the top dog in this situation is the producer, and they have the last word. They decide. They're the deciding factor. If there's a certain microphone they want to use for vocals, they're going to get a certain microphone for vocals. And another thing to note, since we're talking about microphones, is that microphones and recording gear do not react to sound in the same way as the human ear. Sometimes it's necessary to make adjustments, and sometimes you don't need to make adjustments. It just, it really depends. Microphones do not have souls. They do not have brains. They don't know what sound that they are capturing. And I have a story about this too. So years ago, Robert had a studio in New York City and he was teaching a class on recording. One of his students said that, no, you cannot use a certain microphone to put on strings to record them. In that session, they did have strings, and to teach a good lesson to the student about microphones, Robert chose that specific microphone, and he put it above the strings. And the strings sounded great. They sounded beautiful at the very end of the session. So that just goes to show that sure, engineers know what they're doing, but Microphones are not engineers. Another thing that the engineer is in charge of is secretarial work. This includes track sheets and technical information and comments on those track sheets. Some comments could be false start, good solo ending week, good, something along those lines. Well, now that you heard me say all those comments, doesn't a producer make those comments? Well, sure, but in order to know which take was deemed good and which take was deemed bad, the engineer would have to note that down. That doesn't mean that they are the ones that decide which take is good and, or not, but notes do have to happen. And when engineers have a certain set of takes, they will have a certain set of numbers and papers that go with that. Engineers also have to keep track of their billable hours and also keep track of their non-billable hours. What is billable 
and what is not. Typically, engineers do not bill for setup time before the client gets to the studio and teardown time after the client get, gets uh, finished with what they were doing, recording. But there are exceptions to that rule. Sometimes it's necessary to charge a client for that. If you're setting up a studio session for a big orchestra, that takes a lot of time and energy to set up that whole session. So yes, you should charge for that. If it's setting up one microphone, you should probably not charge for that. Another thing that some studios keep are called board sheets. And these are notes on which the recording console's various control settings are marked down. Why do people still use this? Because analog consoles are still around and they're actually considered sometimes even better than digital consoles. Although digital ones can remember all of your settings, you can press save and then click one button and they'll go back to whatever they were. Analog consoles just work a little bit differently and sometimes they work a little bit better. But that's a talk for another day. Engineers should also be available for technical advice for some questions. Now, I have a story about this too. The other weekend, I was working in a live setting and after rehearsal, dress rehearsal, I came up to the engineer that was manning the session and I asked him, why do you have a condenser microphone in the middle of the stage when you have directional microphones everywhere else? Why should that matter? And believe it or not, the first things, the first words out of his mouth were not an answer to my question. He just said, because I need it. And then there was an awkward pause for approximately 15 to 30 seconds and it felt like an eternity. I was looking at him, he was looking at me. I had no idea what to say. I felt a little bit awkward. I felt as though my question was deemed as stupid. I felt that he was looking down on me. I felt underappreciated as a person. And the thing is, I came up to him afterwards to ask a quick question. No one else was bothering him. Everyone was talking to other people, people from the rehearsal. Why was I such a bother? I felt like I was a huge bother to him. In the future, I know this is not the guy to ask questions. And engineers, you want to be people that when someone comes to you for some technical advice, don't use, you know, heavy jargon. Don't use things like, because I said so, or because I feel like it. <laughs> it's not professional. It's, it's just kind of funny now that I look back on it. But would I work with that guy again? Probably not. And this kind of segues into the other thing I wanted to talk about. If your producer can have a, an in-depth discussion with you as an engineer, then do it because this can help you in your future sessions. You can have a roadmap. You could have your own shorthand. You could point out possible problems or the engineer could point out possible problems to you, to the producer, and you can work as a great team together. What makes a good engineer? A good engineer is cooperative. He doesn't have the terms, I won't, I never, I don't do that. What good 
is the world's most skilled engineer if they won't cooperate. A large part of the engineer's job is to help you feel comfortable with what you're doing. So what Robert always says is that I mic around the artist. The artist comes in with their band, session musicians maybe. They set up, and then after setup of various instruments, Robert goes out to the studio and he places the microphones where they should be, where they should be, where they can be. Good engineers are constantly updating and adding to their bag of tricks, and they're willing and even excited to drag any of them out and use them in a recording session. The best engineer, the best, best, best ever, they will be cooperative, number one, be knowledgeable, number two, efficient, number three, and interested, number four. Now to touch a little bit on interested. As a producer, I am always involved with the music. As an engineer, you should be interested enough in the music. You shouldn't necessarily be listening to it musically, but you should be engaged during a session. And something that I noticed Robert doing all the time is tapping his foot. He always taps his foot during a recording session or a mixing session. That's how he stays engaged. He can tap his foot, and I know that he's in, not just into the music, but he's listening. You want someone to know that you are actively listening throughout the session. I'm listening for the musical parts. Robert is listening for things that should not be in the recording, like a snap, or a pop, like that, or a smacking of the lips. Things that should not be in the recording. Heavy breathing sighing, and many other things, a crackle, you know, some chips, something like that, a snack. Now let's dive into what engineers can do to get some work. So you are not strapped into just recording music as an engineer. Sure, you can do studio sound. You could also do live sound. You can reach out to local musicians and see what they want and be a freelance engineer so you don't have to work for big labels. You can go into the radio. You can work in film and television. You can go into the gaming industry. You can work specifically as a post-production audio creator. And these creators edit music and sounds, etc., etc., So there are many places out there in the world that need a really, really good engineer. So let's recap one more time. What is a good engineer? How do you become the best engineer? Well, becoming the best engineer requires practice. You need to learn to be cooperative, which means that you need to go through many clients. You need to see different people, talk to them, and experience that. You need to be knowledgeable, so you need to be open to learning. And the way you learn is by doing things hands-on. You need to be efficient. Being efficient means using your time wisely. Well, how do you learn that? You have to do it. And you need to be interested. You need to show your client that you care, that you care about them, that you care about the session. Also, another side note. We had a client come into our studio 
and they recorded with our students. This client spent about an hour and a half in the studio and we were just recording his vocals. After we had finished recording, we sat down and he shared a story of how he even got into recording in general and music. And it, it was very touching. One of his family members had passed away and he was doing it for that family member. And in order for this to kind of remain a little bit anonymous, that's why I'm not using names and that's why I'm being so general with this person and family member. It touched me so much. And in that moment, I understood that recording music is not just about the music. It's really about connecting to people. So the best engineer will be interested even in your life story in a client's life story. They will cooperate with the producer and with the client. Just because the session is over doesn't mean that you stop talking to your client, that you shut the door in their face, and you say, bye, I have to tear down now. And to be a good engineer, you need to be very personable. Robert always says it's 90% personality and 10% of knowledge and expertise. And it's really true. And it's the same thing in producing. Like I said before, personality has a lot to do with you getting clients and keeping them. So the best engineer will be cooperative, knowledgeable, efficient, and interested. Stay tuned for more wonderful information. And next time we will be talking about artists. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.